Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Today is a very happy day in our family because our daughters have a birthday. And it's also a very, very happy day in my sister's family because they are celebrating the birthday of their little boy. What a wonderful thing that in our family we share birthdays. As we come to the readings for today, we start, we start in the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians from the first chapter. And we find Paul making an act of faith, saying who he is, an act an apostle of Christ by the will of God. And then he uses the word encouragement several times, almost with a cadence to create a rhythm. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all encouragement, who encourages us in our very affli- in our every affliction, so that we may be able to encourage those who are in any affliction with the encouragement with which we ourselves are encouraged by God. This is a very beautiful question then. How do you find encouragement in your life? Do you soak up the word of God? Do you find a place of solace where you can be in his presence, whether it's in nature or in a church? Tonight, after a long day of lots of activity, my husband asked me because he could see that I was a little down if I wanted to go with him to the Blessed Sacrament. And this is just a wonderful, wonderful invitation because it changed everything. To sit there in the quiet and the peace of the little chapel in our church where the Blessed Sacrament is present for us to be Mary's seated at the foot of the Lord. It is such a wonderful thing. I find deep encouragement in staying there close to the Lord in His presence. And it is quiet and it is cool and in that silence one can replenish. But the invitation had a very, very wonderful just encouragement for my heart because I have often gone to that chapel by myself and to go with my husband is just a treasured gift. So what encourages your heart? Do you have a special friend, a special teacher, maybe a special YouTube channel where you go to, like I enjoy listening to Bishop Barron and the uh, Abiding Together podcast with a nun and two ladies that are friends talk about issues of faith. Who is your encourager? My sisters are encouragers in my life. My mother is an encourager. I have uh, several dear friends who are encouragers in my life. Paul is inviting us to that kind of encouragement when there is an affliction. And he is asking us to reach out to one another just the way that God encourages us. The psalm for the day is always our place to look for clues for how to pray better. And today it is Psalm 34. It says, Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. And it's definitely in these moments of meditation 
and silence where I can taste and see the goodness of the Lord. I can also remember the birth of my daughters with such gratitude that I can also taste and see the goodness of the Lord when I bring back to my mind and my heart images of gratitude, of moments of my life that can I can flood my mind so that I can align it with what is good and what is true and what is beautiful. In days where one is tired or has a lot of activities or of pressure or negative minds come to mind, we have to find ways to release that pressure and cleanse our mind. And sometimes I do it literally with my, my hands. I just cleanse sort of the aura of my being so that I can let go of all of that. And I ask the Holy Spirit to come. The Psalm 34 has some beautiful, beautiful verses. Let my soul glorify in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy and your faces may not blush with shame. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. Today I found solace in sitting in the quiet of the church and just soaking up God's presence. So I hope that you find the equivalent of that. I enjoy bodies of water, the sea, a lake, a pond. Those are wonderful. And I also enjoy walking to the end of our street where you can see the sunset. We haven't had a lot of sunsets because we've, we've had rain for three straight weeks, which is rare for us in Texas. So find a way to soak up and feel the presence of God. We come then to the gospel reading, which is Matthew 5, and we have the Beatitudes. Jesus sees the crowds, goes up to the mountain, and he sits down with the disciples and begins to teach them. And he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those who mourn, they will be comforted. The meek will inherit the land. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be satisfied. The merciful will be shown mercy. The clean of heart will see God. The peacemakers will be called children of God. And those that are persecuted for the sake of righteousness will also receive the kingdom of heaven. And those that are insulted and persecuted because we follow Jesus, anybody that does that, rejoice and be glad for the reward will be great in heaven because they persecuted me and the prophets before they persecuted you, he says. One of the meditations on the Beatitudes that I've always enjoyed is from Bishop Barron. He likes to connect the Bible through St. Thomas Aquinas, who is such a force of nature when it comes to philosophical Christian philosophical thought. And the thought that Bishop Barron gives in that good YouTube that I highly recommend is that our longing for God, which the Beatitudes talk about, our desire for God's comfort, which the first reading from Second Corinthians talks about, can actually be thwarted by our earthly desires. And there are four elements, wealth, pleasure, power, and honor that get in the way. So when we hear poor in spirit, 
It's not that Jesus is romanticizing poverty or demonizing wealth, Bishop Barron says, but it is rather a formula for detachment. That is, Jesus is asking us to not get ourselves so attached to the world that we forget to place our heart with God. The same thing with mourning and being comforted. That's another form of detachment that has to do with our feelings, that we are not seeking our feelings to be always so so much something that we fall into addictions that could even be pornography because we're seeking some type of feeling, but to be detached from them. The same with meekness, which is not being attached to power, being okay with not wielding the kind of power that the world gives, but following instead the will of God and allowing ourselves at times even to walk in powerlessness when we follow what God says. If God says, wait for this, I will bring it to you, or be kind to that person, that is the number one thing I want you to think about. And we are concerned about something that is of the world, sometimes we can think, I know that that includes me, Lord, are you really telling me to do this? Are you seeing that I have all these other needs? The God, the God that we have is our Abba wants to align our heart first. And meekness is one of the ways that Jesus showed the way to the Father. Another of the Beatitudes says, blessed are those persecuted for the kingdom. And that would be the addiction to honor where we are not placing our highest milestone on what others think of us, but rather our standard is what God thinks of us. That way, we can see that Jesus died naked, tortured, nailed to the cross, mocked. He basically is showing us how to detach completely and utterly from all of those four things that can get in the way for our heart to rest in God. When we look at the cross, then we can ask our Lord to help us detach, that he already won the victory, that he has already given us the key to enter the kingdom of heaven. So let us not get distracted. And let us go to the throne and ask our Heavenly Father for help. Heavenly Father, your Son showed us the way, showed us the way to you. Thank you. We ask that you help us to have courage, that you help us to be meek, that you help us in our afflictions, that we may extend ourselves to others and encourage and comfort the way you encourage and comfort us, Father. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.